0: Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are live. Welcome to the Not That Casual Podcast, or NTC for short. I am one of your hosts, Io the Great, a.k.a. Big Daddy Kane, a.k.a. Lord BBC, a.k.a. The Cheeseburger Champion, a.k.a. Cockeye Pete, a.k.a. Unbalanced, a.k.a. One Our Leg is Bigger Than The Other. And I am joined by one of my co-hosts, Double B Vicious Vic, a.k.a. Discounting Sapphire Rock a.k.a. short Nigga than my dick tall, a.k.a. one ring to rule them all, a.k.a. the real black Bag, and I'm also joined by my other co host ladies and gentlemen, the king of the week himself, Mystic Rich, a.k.a. Big Rich, a.k.a. your baby daddy's favorite baby daddy, a.k.a. the savior of the world,
1: a.k.a. the world's greatest firefighter. How are we doing today, gentlemen? My God. Greatest firefighter is a bit of a stretch. But hey, I enjoyed that intro, especially the uh baby daddy's favorite baby daddy, and I don't know why that is. Hello gentlemen, hey. how y'all doing today? How y'all doing?
0: Doing good. How you doing, Vic? I'm
1: living a dream, man.
0: Living a dream. All I can say. Vic is in a
1: mood today, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Yes,
0: sir. Yes, sir. I think, he is. It, I think it's, I hear Suicide Squad kills the Justice League in the background. And to be mm. honest, I would be in a mood as well, Vic. So I don't blame you for today.
1: Yeah, that
0: explains a lot. Mm. Did you at least enjoy the fights, Vic?
2: Yeah, it was a good card, man.
0: I enjoyed it thoroughly. Good card. R- really? Are you sure?
2: Yeah, positive.
0: All right. All right. That's good enough. That's mm. good enough. Mm. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. He said he says that, ladies and gentlemen. But we will see. Yeah, we're gonna have to break this down. Hmm. Well, gentlemen, let's just dive right in. How about that? Let's just dive right in,
1: guys. Today, a... Go ahead. Go ahead, Rich. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say. You know, can we get a Trey song sound effect? Oh, I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't even hit that
1: Go ahead, go ahead.
0: <laughs> Let's talk UFC 298. Gentlemen, this is a card that gave me a lot of emotions, but overall, thoroughly enjoyable. I will say more enjoyable than 297. Uh, I feel like there could have been more out of this card, but I was happy. I was happy. It was good. No super complaints from me. And all this does is make me even more excited for UFC 299
1: uh how about you rich what did you overall how did you feel about the view? man this was a great card i'm not gonna lie to you like it didn't have a bunch of superstar names but the fight's definitely delivered and even on the prelims i hear a lot of people that were talking about um this uh mackenzie dern and lemos fight i didn't see it myself but uh <clears throat> i heard that the physics were physicking so the physics I'd were. <laughs> i'll you leave know. it at that
0: what about you vic how'd you feel overall about the card
1: overall
2: it was a pretty good card um some of the stuff
0: you know
2: a little bit more uh-huh. predictable than others obviously but mm. i think it it, mm. it delivered pretty well that's it
0: i feel i feel tension Vic. i feel a lot of tension coming I, from you. I,
1: you know what i do too especially seeing it on the camera you, ladies and gentlemen you can't <laughs> see him on screen but he has like this um how would I describe it? It's almost like a the way it was described to me as a child is like a a, a face where you're smelling like a pound of shit. Like I almost like oh, I, <laughs> I I guess the the proper term would be the the stank face. We will call it that. He's sort of like,
2: oh no, that, that's because of Isaac's hot ass breath coming to Like, breathe, No, I'm you're
1: playing.
2: Hot. I'm playing. No, I'm good, man. Trust me. Uh, if y- y'all would know. There would be no question if I wasn't good, you know what I'm saying? But the fact that y'all keep on asking me, you know. Yeah. Just making sure,
0: because I know how you you dwarf niggas get. Y'all got short tempers and shit. Uh, Short bodies, short
1: everything. So Uh, that's it. Cool. You want to get up airwaves? Just just tell me. (laughs) 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 Almost there. Nah,
0: not yet. When when he grabs the microphone like this, that's when you know. That's when you know. But all right, well, okay, moving on. So let's talk about the first fight, Ladies and gentlemen, it's we had Hernandez and Hernandez versus Roman Kopilov. Uh your boy I.O. the Great predicted wrong. Not only did I predict wrong, uh I, I didn't even get the right round. I didn't even get the the finish correct. It, it, I just uh fell apart from me. Um What did uh what do we think about this fight? Um uh, Vic, what did you think about the fight?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's pretty good, man. Um, pretty one sided, I'd say. Yeah. Um, like I said, man, if your last name is Hernandez, you're a goddamn killer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> strangled,
2: instead of strangling himself, he strangled somebody else. And it was very entertaining to watch.
1: Mm. Shout out, Patriots! All right, all right. right. Jesus
0: <laughs> Christ! Oh man, but um, yeah, man, I uh, I was completely wrong. Um, it was definitely. Definitely one sided for sure. Especially in that second round. Anthony Hernandez just strangled the shit out of him, just smiling. Just smiling. He was just having a jolly old time, man. I just, I just wasn't. Uh, I was off my game for that fight. But you know what? It was a good showing by Anthony Hernandez. Um, I liked how he consistently pursued the the submission as well. That was, man, he's just a dog, bro. He was just a dog. There's really not much to say about that one, man. I got it wrong. Uh, kind of happy I got it wrong it'll it'll teach me to humble myself what about you Rich what you got
1: well I mean I didn't really take too many notes on this one but yeah I agree it was a pretty one sided fight I was like man it just looked like I mean Anthony Hernandez which is much he was the more well rounded fighter out of the two and it was clear as day I called this one correctly all I did was I called the wrong round I said he was going to get a third round submission he did it in the second I don't know what that is, folks. I mean, it might be a little bit of magic. I've never even seen this dude fight. Just looking at, uh, you know, analyzing previous fights and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, it just looked like Roman couldn't get anything off significant on the feet, and he would get taken to the ground. You know, he was hard to take down. But once you got him there, I mean, it's like he had, like, no awareness. You know, like, there was nothing for him there, you know? My personal opinion. Vic, you wanna go ahead and get in on this? Nah man, I think you uh you sealed it up perfectly. But just
2: for my personal experience, uh Isaac, you brought up him smiling when he was choking this guy. There's a sense of uh me being a wrestler and a mm. jiu-jitsu practitioner, man. There's a certain feeling when you can just have your way with somebody and they can't do anything about it. You know what I mean? There's a certain sense of gratification that you get and just choking the life out of somebody. Mm, it's a, just i satisfying about that. Oh, dude! Just imagine you got your fucking hands around somebody's Jesus. throat, and you can feel their life just ease from their body. I've never experienced that, but <laughs> yeah, all right. yeah. All right. But yeah. if I did, you know, I'm pretty sure I'd be uh, I'd be pretty ecstatic.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, they don't call him Vicious Vic for nothing. I will definitely mm-hmm. say that it is definitely worth his namesake. I um. Man, Roman, I, I was just surprised on like the the lack of um I don't want to say the lack of striking, but the like the lack of technical striking from Roman. You know, they they dubbed Roman a knockout artist. And even before this, just to throw some more numbers out there, gentlemen, um, this was like this was he had gone like 20 fights without being taken down or something like that from the amateurs to the uh or oh, no, sorry, sorry. He had stopped 20 consecutive takedown attempts before this fight. So just before this fight alone, um his takedown defense was uh phenomenal. I think it was like a 89.5% takedown defense, so like just for, you know, in lamest terms, 89% of the time you cannot take Roman down. And he stopped 20 consecutive takedowns, which was crazy, which was crazy. Um but this one, man, just Anthony Hernandez, just I was I was impressed with the the grappling and Definitely uh, impressed with his wrestling and the way he just consistently pursued the takedown persistently. Like, he just clearly came in there and made Roman on the ground look like a rookie. So, yeah, man, it was really, really surprising fight for me. I thoroughly enjoyed it, man, and I can't wait to see more of Anthony Hernandez. Hopefully he gets a top 10 fight pretty soon. Um, I feel like it's warranted to really test his skills, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see about that. Any any, any closing statements on that fight, gentlemen?
1: None for me. I, I can't wait to see more of this guy, man. I mean, uh, it wasn't bad, not a bad yeah. performance at all.
0: Same awesome. Uh, well, Anthony Hernandez, great job. I know he'll never hear this, but uh, yeah, hope to see you in the top 10 soon, man. Uh, next fight up, gentlemen, the next. Fight of. Ah, here we go. Marab Dwabashvili versus Henry Cejudo. The result of this fight was Marab Dwabashvili via unanimous decision. Now, Vic, I'm going to go to you first on this one because I don't know how bad this, this touched your heart. <laughs> but what did we think about the fight, man? Oh, his mic is mute. His mic is mute, ladies and gentlemen. Give him a s- two seconds.
2: Overall, I think it was there a is. Good, uh, it was a good showing by Henry sudo. I don't think the layoffs help him at all. Um, uh, part of me doesn't feel like his mind was in it totally because he was already talking about retirement. But that being said, he's to go out there after a long layoff and perform. Like, um, it's something to see, you know. And uh, he had a very good first round. Um, it just seemed like as the fight went on, Marab was just you know edging him out a bit, and then it just got to a point where it's just like, damn, this guy is clearly convincing that he lost. Uh, that being Henry Sudo, but I feel like he needs to be a little bit more active in his fighting, and you know, I think he could, he has he still has the potential to be a champion. I feel like Henry Sudo, that is, but you know, Marab did a good job, he won the fight uh, pretty convincingly, and uh, hopefully, he gets a title shot. Or, a number one contender fight and uh he was fighting for the belt pretty soon, hopefully. Yeah,
0: man, I uh I gotta agree with you on that. I think Henry Cejudo, to 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 Rich and to your credit, I will say this, they they did make this fight both of them very competitive. I didn't see it as that as much. Um, but yeah, they they both made this this fight very competitive. And Henry Cejudo definitely, definitely took that first round off Marab. Um and you know, like in the back of my mind, cause I'm like, Mirab is relentless. Um, he always likes to push the pace. He doesn't get tired. And just to see Henry Cejudo compete with that at his age, uh, even after the layoffs, cause I, I agree with you on the layoffs, Vic, man, they, it's, they, they're detrimental. Um, I feel like, and they can affect you. Like I always talk about like the Conor McGregor layoffs are one thing. He never had time to evolve with the sport, you know? And so I um, totally see your point on that, but, I would say even with that layoff, um, that first round was super competitive. Uh, I thought, and I thought Henry did really good in that first round. The second round, obviously, it edged out to Marab, And then um, that third round just sort of sealed it, man. He out-wrestled Henry Cejudo, which is a crazy thing to think about. Um, Because we all know Henry Cejudo, Triple C, you know, gold medalist, Olympic-level athlete olympic champion was out wrestled um you know and he is 37 and fighting as we know is always a young man's game but i don't know if i want the retirement for henry because of how he's competing against these 135ers uh i would still like to see him maybe be a little bit more active but if the man is done gentlemen i believe that the man is done um I feel like he has nothing else to prove at 135. Um he's been a double champ and just his resume alone has been been really well. He's been there, he's been there with the greats. So if this was his last fight, um you know, fly off in the sunset. That's how, that's how I feel about that, man. What you got, Rich?
1: All right. So from here on out, I mean, I took a pretty decent amount of notes on every fight, I mean every round. So I'm going to try to give you like the summarized version of everything that I took. Yeah, give um, right here. So pretty much for this fight, <clears throat> this was the only fight that I called wrong, I guess. I did say it was going to be very competitive and I mean, man, boy was it. here's a hot take for you. Um I I did think Henry Cejudo won the first round i still thought it was um it was a good back and forth i wouldn't say that he like dominated dominated uh Marab the whole first round excuse me here's what i got so in round one we saw lots of feigning from Marab and whenever i give you these times uh, i'm gonna be naming some times here from different parts of the round I'm talking about when the clock shows it right so I don't feel like doing all this extra math. You know, it was like, oh, two minutes into the run. No, I'm gonna say when the clock said three minutes, you know. Yeah. So when the clock when the clock said three minutes and forty seconds, we got a left shovel hook from Sahudo and it stunned Marab. Um, he had really good leg kicks and he got one takedown with an outside leg trip, but no control. I mean, that was from Marab. Marab got an outside leg trip, no control, and Sahudo got straight up. And at when there was two minutes and ten seconds left, Marab... Landed an overhand that dropped Sahudo, but Sahudo had a really good scramble. He landed back on top, and he landed some shots. So I think, okay, you know, he did get dropped, but, I mean, those shots at the end and controlling Marab, I feel like that stole the round for him and that good uh, shovel hook that I was talking about earlier. For round two, I mean, we had one takedown attempt from Sahudo one minute in. Marab got back to the cage, and he was out of there. Um, <clears throat> When the clock hit three fifteen, um, <clears throat> there was a left by Marab. It landed, and it, it was a good little combo. And but Cejudo was able to tank it. And I guess this from this point on in the fight, you know, we started seeing Cejudo start to slow down. You know, he had a big swing, and Marab dodged it, and then he took Cejudo down himself. So then we get to the third round, and this is the round where, oh Jesus Christ! I mean, it was a, uh, it was. Very apparent that Cejudo was clearly gassing out. You know, I don't think it was so much as a technique thing, it's just him not having the um, same level of cardio that Marab had. Marab's cardio was on fire. Like, I was watching something in the post fight interviews where he said that he was fighting with um, Algermaine Sterling. In the mm-hmm. back, like as a warm up, that he had like a five round warm up with Aljamain or some shit like that.
0: Jesus Christ!
1: Yeah, before he went out there and fought Sahudo, so it's like, damn man, like this dude's got cardio for days. And man, it was it was ultimately it was a really good night for the country of Georgia, man. Rob represented for Georgia, and so did Ilya. We'll talk about that later, though. Um, but yeah, that third round that was crazy, man. Fucking Marab picks up Sahudo carries him across the cage and slams him right in front of Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know what was going on with that, you know. But, I mean, I was like, I I, I don't know what the point of showing Mark Zuckerberg is, but I was like, <laughs> can we please get back to these fights? Thank you. But, um, yeah, man, it was a really good showing by Marav. This is the only fight that I called wrong. Yeah. But, I mean, I did see, I mean, I, I saw there was many ways for him to win, and I was just like, well, I mean. I have nothing else to say, you know. Marab did his thing. Congrats to him.
0: Vic, Uh, just a quick question, Vic. How do you feel about the Zuck being at these fights and
2: getting all the camera time, man? Uh, Well, well I don't know. He's cool, I guess. Uh, I know he's a jiu guy, so, I mean, it's good to see people that, of that level uh, as far as billionaires and shit like that, mm-hmm. you know, picking up martial arts and if as long as they're bringing positive attention to the sport then I have really nothing bad to say about it gotcha I uh, if Isaac started showing up at these <laughs> fucking events getting some screen time then we'll have a fucking problem uh, but you know at least
0: they can see me on the screen without you know tilting the camera down but that's just me
2: it's alright I'll be in the cage and you can be watching on the sidelines
0: that's great now I'm gonna be his coach don't forget ladies and gentlemen I'm his dad so I digress I I'm kind of with Rich on this one. Um, I see your point, Vic, um, about getting more eyes positive, but I just, um, I just kind of tired of seeing this this motherfucker on the screen. You know, just at the, I just don't know why he gets so much screen time. Maybe it's because it's Mark Zuckerberg, but I don't know. I get yeah, he does do jujitsu, he does practice mixed martial arts, and that's great and that's cool. Uh, will we ever see him versus Elon Musk? I don't know. Still waiting to see. I- uh, probably not. But, doubt uh,
1: severely doubt.
0: Yeah, I mean, if they showed the motherfucker one time on the screen, I'm cool with that. But it's like, you know, and even in once we get into the main event, he was in fucking uh Volkanovski's corner.
1: Like, yeah, I was gonna mention that too. <laughs> yeah, he's just dapping him up. It's I'm like, all right, cool, cool, like, cool, I guess. Motherfucker kept sticking his hand out, bro, and they didn't <laughs> hand him a single item. Like they didn't trust him with the shirts, they didn't trust him with the pants, nothing. Just it's like, all right, bro. You can stand here. That's it.
0: Oh, that's crazy. That reminds me of uh, when Wonderboy, uh, his last fight, he had uh, Jack Black in his in his corner, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. That shit was crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I could, I could do without Zuck. I really just, I don't know, more focused on the fighters, man, and what's going on. But uh, yeah, so last thoughts, gentlemen, at least from me, uh, we'll see where Henry goes from here. If he wants to retire, he can retire. Otherwise, still competitive showing for me. Uh, what about you, Vic? And his microphone is mute once again, ladies and gentlemen. I feel
2: like I've said this already. (laughs) But, like, it was a good showing. Um, Hopefully, Henry Sudo will have another fight. Hopefully, it doesn't take three years. Um, But if he is retired, you know, so be it. If he did retire, wait, I think the back. If he did retire, he shouldn't have came back. Um, He should have just left with the Aljo fight. And Mm -hmm. then, I don't know. Hopefully, he'll come back and it
1: doesn't take too long. Last thoughts, Rich? All right. Um, I did want to mention that in the second round, I saw Henry was going to eat some nasty-ass knees for Marab. And I think he did a good thing by, you know, playing it more smart. And, you know, I'm already gassing out. I'm just going to take the knee, avoid the knees. I thought that was a smart move by Henry to try to preserve it. But, Jesus Christ, did y'all see that welt on his arm? Go, yeah. Uh, holy yeah. fuck. That man had tumors on his shit, my boy. That man, that man, he was catching some nasty ass leg kicks on there, I'm sure. But um, no. Uh, one last thing I did want to mention is, man, I was trying to. Uh, I heard them saying that you know he took his gloves off, um, at the end of the fight, and he didn't get any um microphone time. And you know Dana White was kind of pissed off about it, and part of me kind of agrees, but a part of me doesn't. You know, I saw some people talking about it online. They were saying, you know, um. Yeah, uh Dana White said, Henry Cejudo, already fucking retired. He did that thing already. You know, this is Rob's night. Don't try to steal his moment. And I was like, okay, I guess. And then I did see some people also saying, he's like, dude, Henry's a, a fucking legend. You know, don't don't disrespect him. You don't do this. You don't treat your legend like that, a legend of the sport, you know. Former champion. I mean, I, I went online. I mean, Cejudo didn't do any fucking post-fight press conference he didn't post anything on his instagram at least at the time of this recording he didn't and i guess he fucking juked us man with this whole uh firing coach eric because that dude was in his corner
0: but yeah apparently it was just it was supposed to be prank.
1: allegedly yeah, i mean i don't know what kind of fucking prank that is you don't play like that man that's fucked up
0: honestly but i don't know marab said he'll pick him up he can be his coach now so uh, uh, okay cool Oh, man. Well, all right, then. Well, on to the to the next fight. I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this fight, uh, but I'll let you kick it off uh, first, Vic. Uh, It is going to be Ian Gary versus Jeff Neal. The result of that fight was Ian Gary won via split decision, which I have issues with. But, you know, can't say too much. How did you feel about that fight, Vic?
2: This I got to hear. Ian Gary, the cuck. Oh my fucking God. Uh, Ian the Cuck Gary, I'm sorry. Oh geez. he did what he does best, watching from the outside. Uh, Jesus. Uh... Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm I'm playing. But seriously though. You know, he picked his shots pretty well, man. He I think he did a good job avoiding the power of uh Mr. Uh Mr. Slave Ship over there. Uh <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Neal. Slave Ship is wild. Uh, uh <laughs> but you know I don't know man I had a I personally had Ian Gary not Ian Gary I felt like Jeff Neal won pardon me I don't know why I just feel that way it's just like Whoa. maybe because I don't like Ian Gary and it could be just biased I, I don't I didn't want to see him win at all
0: that's exactly um, what it was it was bias. why
2: don't you will not you buy us some 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 quiet time from you is it pitcher sure. Let me
0: finish my yeah. thoughts, man. How about I go and buy you some fucking height, you short motherfucker. All right.
2: Are you okay? No.
1: I don't think okay. I'm
2: Anyways, as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by uh the guy who ate the peanut gallery. Look, that's great. Um, you're you're the peanut gallery. You haven't eaten me. Pause.
1: Presume? What are we doing? Anyways,
2: I don't see look, man. This is why you
1: can't be interrupting me because I forgot what I was gonna say. Go ahead, Ritz. All right, so here was my breakdown, and you're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked at this because I had to re-watch this fight twice. Initially, I had Gary win in the fight. Uh, I was like, yeah, you know, I thought Ian Gary won, Um, I would have say pretty convincingly, but, I mean, you know, I did hear see some people say that the fight was boring, which— I was like, that fight was not boring. It could have been more engaging, don't get me wrong. But we've seen boring, man. We've seen Adesanya Romero. We've seen Ngannou, Derek Lewis. Like, that fight wasn't boring. You know, you got to give them more credit than that. I mean, yeah, compared to the fight that was just before, it, and especially the fight that was right after, it wasn't on the same level. But boring is a bit of a stretch, in my opinion. Um, So <clears throat> here's what, <clears throat> excuse me, fucking choking over here here's what i got so in round one i had jeff neal he had some good inside leg kicks um i thought gary was doing good he would switch it up by attacking low and attacking high he also attacked the legs he would go to the body and he would throw kicks to the head um uh, when the clock hit two minutes and 43 seconds we got a left knee from ian gary and honestly this was just kind of repetitive the whole fight the knees were just there For ian gary and yeah i mean they weren't like they there weren't shots that rocked jeff neal but man it just does not look good those are definitely significant strikes um what i saw also was that when jeff neal would start going off he would throw these two three punch combinations and he would get ian gary to back up or he would actually land on ian gary and get him against the cage and instead of following around he would clinch and and honestly my personal opinion is instead of him trying to clinch in these moments he should have been trying to actively cut getting eric uh, ian gary off of the cage instead of actively chasing him you know they probably did oh, fuck man i don't know how many laps they did around that cage i bet you that ref was running around in circles too but
0: yeah boy, was tired
1: yeah man i mean the second time i watched the fight I did see it because I saw people talking about it on Instagram. as like, oh, can Jeff Neal won. It wasn't like a crazy number of people. I would say it was maybe like um, 35% of the people were saying, oh, Jeff Neal won the fight. So I was like, okay, let me see what they're talking about. So I went and rewatched it. And yeah, I mean, the rounds were closer than what I remember them being. Um, so I, I got to give Jeff Neal that credit, man. And I mean, it, it played out just like I thought. It was going to go to a decision. I thought Ian Gary would get it in. Yeah, I mean he just used that range and that distance management. You know, I think uh the commentators were kind of glazing the cuck a little bit too much. All like, right. They were like, oh my god, his footwork is amazing. I'm like, bro, it's it's not that impressive. You know, it ain't like no Dominic Cruz shit, you know, going on, but I mean it was it was decent. It wasn't bad at all. Um, I just think Jeff Neal You know, he kept talking about how he was in his prime form and he's back and this and that. And I mean, he just didn't he should have followed up more. You know, it's not like he had a bad performance. He did good. He I mean, he could have had that fight, too. You know, Um, so looking at the split decision victory at the end of it, they were comparing their strikes for rounds one, two and three. So the significant strikes in comparison were 16 and 13 for round one. Round two was 11 and 17, and round three was 12 and 22. So, I mean, they weren't too far off. Obviously, like, the third round was um, the most noticeable, I guess, for Ian Gary. But I guess he, he just um, was able to find his flow. And, man, those knees were there for him all night, in my opinion. And I think it was good work, just him constantly switching from the body to the head, body to the head. Uh, he's he's pretty good with those kicks, man. He has um a lot of leg reach, I would say. That's my breakdown anyway. I would agree
0: with you on that. And like I said before on the predictions pod, man, Ian Gary is good at using his size. He's good at using his reach to advantage, whether it be his arms, whether it be his legs, that knee did find a home splitting guards against Jeff Neal too, you know? So I, so here's my problem. Here's my problem with this fight. First off, it's always the crowd, right? Always have issues with the crowd. Like, um, some fucking usa chants, the usa chance i hate usa chance like i don't know it just feels like super oh casual aren't you a fucking american i'm a texan Anyways, wow anyways no i mean like just the chance in general right like like it's instead of like just regular cheers and booze like i get it i get why people do it because they want to rep their country and stuff like that but i feel like those are like really like casual people, you know, and I have to be respectful to the fact that casual people are finding more and more interest in mixed martial arts. But as far as just the cheering goes, I'm like, I'm just kind of over the USA chance. That's it. Um, But, you know, other than that, that was just a crowd issue I had. But the real issue was I, 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 I don't feel like Jeff Neal won. I don't. Even after going back and watching some highlights, watching specific rounds. Um uh, I just don't think Jeff Neal won. However, I don't think 30-27 is was fair. I think that fight was closer than what the judges um padded up. And it was it was just 30-27 I thought was a little odd. Um but uh if we go to social media, man, the amount of people that think Jeff Neal got robbed is insane. Uriah Hall, that was the most absurd shit I witnessed. What fucking fights were they watching? USC is rigged. Shake my head. Rampage Jackson, fuck it. I'll fight Ian Wright before his next fight to make sure he doesn't rob another real fighter. Ben Askren, Covington is a good call-out. Will be interesting to see if Colby accepts. Before that, he's like, every round was super close. Cards are going to be all over the place. I think Neil won 29, 28. Feels weird that Rogan is so sure um, that Gary won. So I... I don't know. Maybe I just didn't see it like that. Even Michael Kiesa, I thought Jeff Neal won it. That was close, though. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I need to rewatch it for a third time. I thought Ian Gary played the smart game. He knew that Jeff Neal was dangerous in in close range, mid range, uh, which is where Jeff Neal operates out of really well. Um, he was able to use his 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 length and his distance management. And just pick Jeff Neal apart from the outside. There's a lot of moving Jeff Neal. You know. Like. If I'm correct. Ian Gary's a southpaw. Um, so if he's a. He, yeah. I believe he's a southpaw. So. Like. When you fight southpaws. You have to. Make sure. You have to. Cut it. Like. You know. Cut him. Cut. Cut the ring. You know. Uh, mostly you can do that by staying on like the outside foot. Um, But Jeff Neal really wasn't doing that as much. Um, And he was saying like. Oh. I'm, this is prime Jeff Neal. This is. You know, and I don't necessarily disagree with that, but it just, I don't know. Maybe in that third round, I mean, I know his coaches were calling for, like, more combinations um, because Ian Gary had problems when they were when they would get in, in mid-range or close range to fight each other. You know, where, again, Jeff Neal operates out of greatly. Um, you know, there were problems there for Ian Gary. But most of the fight, you know, like like Rich said, motherfucker was running 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 track out there, man. It's a wrong fucking sport. But I, you know, I don't get the Ian Gary hate. I guess maybe it's just all the all the stuff that's going on outside of the octagon. But I think Ian Gary is a really good fighter. Um as far as like glazing goes, bro, they the commentators, they gotta. That's their job is to glaze sometimes, man. Daniel Cormier be glazing. Joe Rogan be glazing. John Anik is like no. the only one. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel Cormier be glazing. Joe Rogan be glazing. <laughs> John Annick, I feel like John Anik doesn't glaze as much, though. He's wearing Kaviva. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't John Annick. That was uh, Dominic Cruz. Bro. That was Dominic Cruz, bro. Uh, which I thought was insane. But all, <laughs> all right, I guess. But yeah, no, so I thought it was a good showing by 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 Ian Gary and by Jeff Neal. Uh, Jeff Neal, I feel like, had moments, but I think that fight was close, but I absolutely believe that that Ian Gary won that fight. And that's all I have to say about that. What about you, Vic? Uh, I feel like I've said this already. No, closing statements. Closing statements? Yeah, okay. closing statements. Sorry, um, I should have said that. My bad.
2: You know, man, it's okay to be delusional. Um, that's crazy. Yo, oh, that's crazy. You really think Jeff Neil just took it? I don't think he just took it. It was a split decision, so nobody thought anybody took it. So, but I don't think he got robbed either. It could go. I saw it going either way. Uh, but I feel like Jeff Neil did enough to win. Um, that's the result I wanted, obviously. But at the same time, you know it's a fight game man uh you if you want the result that you want then you need to keep the judges out of it because they're going to give you some bs result that you never thought you expect um no matter how close or how far the fights are they're gonna find a way to do something Um, but joe rogan has to be the most inaccurate like caller of all the commentators he's tired that's his fucking favorite phrase he's tired he's really tired dude Stop he it. just looks exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, your commentaries. Don't. not you go somewhere and take some DT and just stick to your podcasting? you know? Uh, let the, let the, stop. Let the rest. Of, let the let let the DCs. <laughs> let the John Annex. Let the Dominic Cruises.
0: No, you know you, know the, you did not uh, just say Dominic Cruz. I
2: enjoyed Dominic Cruz
0: commentary. Oh, did you? Oh, what was your favorite part of the McGregor Khabib commentary? Hmm. <laughs> I don't think I saw that fight. Okay. Well, uh, I saw the fight. You want to hear my favorite part? Well, I don't. Oh, anyways, so my favorite was, part with what it But McGregor never was on the right. ground getting his ass whooped and Khabib was whooping his ass. And you know what your boy Dominic Cruz said? Me, me, oh, me. McGregor, he's trying to wear him out. He's trying to, why he's getting his ass whooped? You over know here talking about delusional. Uh, listen, bro, you're not about to get on my boy Joe Rogan like that,
1: bro. They don't say delusional anymore. They say Delulu. Delu-
0: yeah. What a, what a TikTok chick say? Delulu. <laughs> so let's if we're gonna play the game, uh, double V vicious Vic. Let's play the game, and the game is Dominic Cruz is just as delusional, if not more, than Joe Rogan. See, you see that, ladies and gentlemen, violent, violent, violent.
1: I thought he had something for you. Nah, he
0: ain't got nothing. Go ahead, Vic.
2: Yo, go ahead. You know, there's a great saying that says a great man once said nothing at all. So I'm going to take that advice and uh we're going to move on to the next fight.
0: That is great. That is smooth as fuck. I ain't even going to front. <laughs> I ain't even going to front. I'm, I'm going to give you that one, Vic. All right, man. We're going to move on to the big one. Rich, this one's going straight to you. I know Where's this one's going, baby? going straight to you, baby. Robert Whitaker versus Paulo Acosta result. Robert Whitaker by unanimous decision. Rich, take
1: it away, my boy. Was there ever any doubt? Never in my mind, bro. Bobby Knuckles, it went down just like I thought it would. I mean, I didn't think Costa had the power to knock Robert out. I thought Costa had a good chin. Rob had the jab. He had the blitz. The one-two. He even threw a one-two high kick for old time's sake. This fight had it all. This was it's crazy that this did not get fight of the night and you know what uh one of the reporters when they were interviewing Dana they mentioned it to him he's like oh is Robert and Costa getting any money for this you know they had a really exciting fight you know you gave fight of the night to this other fight and then he was like yeah we'll take care of them since you want to point it out it's like so good looking out for them I was like all right I guess yeah. you know I'm- it's crazy they just they're, they're still getting these fucking 50k bonuses I'm like bro you should have up that shit up at least 75k at the bare minimum you know you want to keep raising all these fucking pay-per-view prices on this right anyway so this is what i got for you man round one immediately costa takes the center right and i thought that was good for him I was like, yeah you don't want to give bobby knuckles the center of the octagon because man he will fuck you up he will press you up against that fence and he's gonna combo you all day uh we had really good leg kicks from robert Whitaker and It was clear, you know, Paulo Costa wasn't ready for them, you know. Immediately, I mean, I think one of the first lead kicks he landed made Paulo Costa spin around. Um, But uh, to his credit, I think, um, you know, the commentators brought this up too. They said Costa had some sneaky um, head kicks. And I was like, man, yeah, he did. I mean, it wasn't with the shin bone. It was more like a slap with the foot. But still, you know, they were pretty significant strikes. Uh, when the clock hit 2.55, there was a big left from Whitaker. Uh, it was a punch, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <clears throat> his countering was on point. You know, he was there dodging all day. Um, and then later on, I guess Paul Costa started catching on a little bit, and they started trading lead kicks with each other. You know, he started throwing lead kicks of himself, and they did land on Rob. Um, there was two minutes left, and Whitaker went ahead and blitzed him and followed it up with a calf kick. And then he blitzed him one more time when there was about a minute left. <sighs> Thirty-five seconds in, they get like into this, like um, they get in the pocket, and we get some beautiful body shots by Paulo Costa. And you know, he jabs right after. Five seconds left, and we get this huge spinning wheel kick to the face of Robert Whitaker. Clearly wobbles him. You know, backs him up into the cage. Holocaust tries to follow it up and you know some people try to say save by the bell i mean whitaker yes i do think he was wobbled he was rocked days whatever the word you want to use but i mean he still put his hands up you know he he went ahead and he threw two punches back i don't think they landed uh one of them partially landed but then you know he, he was still in the fight you know now if he would have landed another big shot it, it could have been over but you know, I saw some memes of people out there saying, you know, oh, if oh, Apollo Costa, if the fights lasted five rounds and 10 seconds and it was him with like fucking six belts, some ridiculous ass shit. So, I mean, round two, Robert gets out there and he's fully recovered, right? Uh, 45 seconds in, we get another high kick from Costa, right? These high kicks were just landing, you know, lefts and right. It wasn't just one single side. Um and this is the round where we started seeing Robert Whitaker was visibly bleeding, you know, and the commentators made a big deal about it. They were like, Robert's busted up right now. And I was like, come on, man. Yeah, he's he's leaking. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't say he's getting busted up, you know. Uh, <clears throat> let's see what else I got in my notes right here. Yeah, it was just a lot of more one-twos from Robert Whitaker, more leg kicks, Costa trying to showboat. You know, throwing his own leg kicks here and there. But he just, I guess he just couldn't keep up with Rob's pace. Because the pace of this fight was tremendous. It was just crazy. You know, I think it was a really good round by Rob. You know, visibly, it looked like Costa did more damage because of the bleeding and the swelling. But, I mean, I thought it was a clear round for Robert Whitaker anyway. So, we get to the round three. Uh, let's see, what I got in here? Uh, first minute, it looked like they were really trying to get out there. They started lots of trading. You know, they went straight to the middle with each other. I had Costa landing more low kicks on the left side of Whitaker. And we had a knee to the body from Costa. Um, More good jabs and blitzing from Whitaker. And, I mean, they just finished the fight, man. I mean, what more can you say? It went to a decision. It was a lot of fun. I mean... It was your um, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? It was your standard Robert Whitaker fight, in my opinion. I think a uh, great job by the Reaper, and man, I can't wait till this guy gets another title shot because I think he's got something for whoever's up there. You know.
0: <clears throat> I think that was I think that was beautifully put, Vic. What do you got for us, man?
2: I think it was just like I said on the breakdown episode uh, the movement of the movement and the mixing up of strikes of Robert Whitaker basically wanted him to fight um, Paul Costa just couldn't get to him from what I could tell um, he could not like use his normal style of walking his ass down and and like he normally does in these fights I would love to see him go to the body with some kicks or at least with more more abundant leg kicks just to cut down on some of that movement but you know uh, I'm not Paulo Costa. I don't know where he trained. But either way, it was a good showing by both of these guys. Um, as far as Robert Rittiger getting busted up, there's clear... To me, there's a clear power difference between these two. And you could see it on Robert's face. I remember... Well, I don't know if it was a jab. Or a straight. But, l- like, the moment Robert got hit, you can just see his fucking face just swell up. Um... And it was just like, eh, damn, I wouldn't want to fight any of these guys. Um, obviously, but you know, hats off to Robert Whitaker. I think that was my pick. I think, I think he did a good job. And like, like you said, Rich, uh, uh, to see him in another title fight. And you know, that's a good thing about you know Israel losing the fight. It opens up the division. It opens up a lot more opportunities. Same thing with Volkanovsky. And we're gonna get to that later. Um, but now we have more options. Fresh blood going to be in the well, semi fresh blood going to be in the main events and for the title. So, yeah, one eighty five is looking up.
0: That's good on you, Vic. I I don't think I could put it any more beautifully than both of you gentlemen clearly have. Uh, so I'll just go ahead and throw my two cents in there. Um, I would say the big moment, which was the biggest moment, Robert Whitaker said in the in his um, post fight press conference, was the kick to the head. Um, because I believe I stated before in the prediction podcast, one thing that Costa has, it is undeniable, which is power. And it was clearly on display that night, um, even visibly in his face. Um, the punches were clearly different, but I don't think, again, I don't think Rob was that fucking busted up. We've seen busted up before and that was not busted up. Did he get, did he get a little jacked up? Yeah, a little bit, obviously, but I think that's just... That's a testament to the power of Paulo Acosta. Um, yeah, Rob, man, just looks really good. He just looked good. Like, the blitz was there. The the combinations were there. Um, like, the the leg kicks were big for Rob, man. And it's just... And I feel like you could tell, and because I said this before, Paulo Acosta's downfall is his IQ. And that was on display. I, like... If Bobby did his homework correctly, which I think he did, he would have watched the Israel Adesanya fight. And Israel Adesanya tore up Paulo Acosta's lead leg in their fight. Like, no problem. And Rob just proceeded to do the same thing with his leg kicks. Uh, there was, like, small welts on his leg and stuff like that, fucking it up. And, you know, I feel like, that's again, that's a lack of IQ on Paulo Acosta. Now, his kicks, man, were it, they were hard to catch. Um especially his head kicks, he, he landed more than I was comfortable with. Cause I was like, God damn, please don't kill this motherfucker, man. Please don't kill Bobby. You know, he, especially after he came off that loss to DDP, Drake is du It was, you know, I was a little traumatized for a second, but yeah, no, Robert just looked like Robert Whitaker of old. And especially in that second round blitzing really well, um, was able to block more of those head kicks. Um, and was, you know, keeping up and outstriking Paulo Acosta, especially in that third round, man. The 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 IQ was on full display by Robert Whitaker, man. And it just he just capitalized off moments, picked up stuff, and and like I said, he just looked phenomenal. And, you know, in, a, in agreeance in agreement with what, what Vic said, um, because we've talked about it before, Vic especially, man. Um Israel Adesanya, the only like I guess good thing coming out of that loss was, you know, opening up 185, which we've talked about before. So, you know, again, I agree with you. I would love to see Rob in a new title fight, especially, especially against Duplessis. You know, see if he can get his, see if he can get his run back because there was a rumor that he was injured during that fight and that camp. He got injured, um, and that's why he lost. You know, and he he doesn't openly admit it, or he didn't at least. But you know now. I think I think Rob has the tools to put it away, and he bounced back in a big way, so man i I cannot wait to see what's next in store for Robert Whitaker um so Vic, what you got for closing statements on the fight man
2: ah uh, i I think I got everything off my chest,
1: yeah, yeah what about you uh rich um honestly, I thought <laughs> it's gonna sound almost contradictory to itself, but uh I know I just finished talking about how good Robert Whitaker was, but, I mean, I got to give credit to Costa, too, man. I mean, because he clearly, he he's learning from his mistakes, you know. And for an 18-month layoff, I thought um he didn't look like he had any ring rust. And um <clears throat> it's just hard to look good against Robert Whitaker, you know. I think if it was anybody else, we would have seen a brand-new Costa out there, you know, because he did show some um, – I know we, we were talking about his IQ, but I think – it, it did improve compared to what we usually see where he usually tries to bulldoze through people because contrary to what you guys were saying, I don't really... I think Costa does have power. I don't think necessarily that it is knockout power. Um, I think he's uh, he works more with like his... He has volume. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's good power. Don't get me wrong, but it's more like somebody who can TKO you. And look, vicious doing it, you know. I'm not. I don't think that he's necessarily knocking people out. I mean, even Johnny Hendricks when he fought Johnny Hendricks for his final fight at 185, Johnny Hendricks got TKO'd It wasn't even a knockout. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, for such a smaller fighter, I, I back to my statement. I just think, uh, I I don't know. Not to like you know put you guys down, but I think, uh, I think he's more of a volume striker than he is a power puncher but it, he definitely does have power don't get me wrong that's all i want to say and i don't know why the fuck robert whitaker tried to get a takedown the last few <laughs> seconds of that fight but it's like bro you're, you're not going anywhere with that just stop it yeah that's um my closing statement um so i mean let's get straight into his main event
0: Vic. this one's you buddy take it away Vic. we got the great Alexander Volkanovski versus El Matador, Ilya Teporia. The result Ooh. was Ilya Teporia via KO. Not TKO, ladies and gentlemen. KO
2: in the second round of the fight. Vic, let me fluke hear Fluke win. There's a fluke win. Uh, the guy <laughs> who put down random ass punches. Whoa. That's crazy. couple yeah. on the chin coming in real fast like that, man. Oh it'll, it'll knock out anybody. He got caught uh nah um he did get caught I'll say that um I don't yeah he needs a rematch I don't think it wasn't like I don't know I don't know that that that, that knockout doesn't sit right with me when I first saw it I wasn't even excited that it happened I was just like whoa like fuck it came out of nowhere dude it just seemed so incomplete to me um Volkanovski to me and on the judges scorecards won the f- whole first round. I think the first round was very good for Volkanovski and Ilya uh, but that was a shocking ending to that fight and it was very unexpected. Uh,
1: I feel like Volk needs a rematch. Mm. Yeah. Rich, what you got? Alright, so here's what I got in my notes um, when I re-watched it and even in the first time that I watched it, I was in Ilya Teporey said it himself, that he thought Volk was really fast in that first round, that he surprised him with his speed. And my personal opinion, I thought we saw a lot more kicking from Alexander this time around, and I thought it was really good, you know. I did give him the first round, but, I mean, even though he was winning that round, I felt like um, the power wasn't really phasing teporia as much maybe that's just because he's the younger man and you know he hasn't been worn out as much but you know clearly a uh a winning round for volkanovsky so he started it off with a high kick you know um then he gets um a couple body kicks uh he throws some leg kicks at Ilya whenever he's in the center and he lands a right hand on teporia a lot of kicks he switched it up high and low and you know um <clears throat> he even lands his own one two on him and dean called it you know uh what did he say let me read this real quick okay i'm gonna just leave that alone <laughs> all right all right bet. anyways um yeah so taporia lands his own cap kicks you know and then you could clearly see like um I don't know if Volk just wasn't ready for it, but, I mean, it spun him around, didn't it?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. then he throws, like, three more calf kicks, and, you know, they, they get into the clinch for a little bit. Volk lands a couple knees. Uh, they both had their moments. You know, I felt like Taporia didn't have as many, but I felt like he was already getting ready to set it up, you know? Because his hands just look good. Then we get into round two. Taporia's Way more aggressive in this one. Um, <clears throat> he lands a left hook one minute into the fight. Uh, Volk throws his own right hand right after. So, you know, they're they're looking to trade here. Uh, we get a good kick two minutes into the uh, round from Teporia. Some good jabs from Volk halfway in. And then with only a minute and 30 seconds left, Volk gets put down by body shots, and then the right hook comes over the top. I mean, it was just good boxing from Taporia. I think uh, Volkanovsky just got caught, and man, I hate to say it, but fuck, man. I, I called this one right. I, I Really, I just think that he didn't give himself enough time to recover from that Islam fight. It's only been four months, man. And to go in there with somebody who has been putting in the work the way Ilya has, jesus christ i i didn't think it was a smart move by volk at all uh what do you guys think i um
0: i did pick volk to win this fight um because i was hoping i was hoping and i was praying that the damage wasn't gonna damage you know what i'm saying (laughs) and that he had hopefully you know it you know had time to heal and obviously i was wrong um the first round I thought was really, really good by Volk. There were there were substantially more kicks than usual. It's almost reminiscent of the first, um, keyword almost, not exactly, but the first uh, Max Holloway fight. Mm. Um, so I think the kicks were clever. I don't think Taporia was really anticipating those. Uh, but at the same time, I think Volk really worked as best as he could um, defensively in terms of striking, because I do think Taporia is a better boxer than um than Volk. Um but, you know, I do think it was a ten nine round for that first round for Volkanovsky, and that Volk clearly won that round. Um again, great displays by both by both men, both by Ilya and by Volk. Um but um that second round, man. Jesus. Um Ilya, I think he he clocked them. He finally figured out timing, the, you know, Alex's timing, and he's just like, you know what? I'm gonna push. I'm gonna push forward. And to credit to him, where when Vic Vic said this was a mirror match, right? And I was waiting to see the mirror. And I feel like that was the mirror for me. Because one thing Ilya brought up during the press conference, the pre fight press conference, was um he believed Volkanovski's game plan was to like cut on, cut people off of the ring, force them up in the cage and have their will with them, right? Ilya did the almost exact same thing. Uh, and I, the mirror was there. He was able to immediately push pressure on Volk, right? Get him up against the cage, couple body shots, and then boom, right up. And some people think he got caught. I I don't know if it's, I mean he obviously he got knocked the fuck out. There's no sugarcoating it. But I just think his I just I just don't know. I don't I don't I don't really know. I would say his guard wasn't where it needed to be. That's the that's the best that's the best way I can say that, but he got knocked the fuck out, man, and it was just
2: oh. If if you say that he set his ass up, I don't agree with that. This wasn't no John Jones and Daniel Cormier type. What do you, what do you mean? What do you wow. mean? Him, whoa, what do you mean set him up? Like I don't know. I've heard, I've seen like stuff on the internet talking about, oh yeah, he set that shit up on him. He, no, no no no, 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 no. No, no, let me let me finish what I'm saying before you go. Oh man, I, mean, I kinda of thought it was all right. You can't to me, you can't say that, oh, he was setting his ass up the whole fight, yada yada yada. No, no no. To me, setups are like this is and John Jones is the perfect guy for, for this. When he man. caught Daniel Cormier. Oh my god. The last time where he knocked Daniel Cormier out and Daniel Cormier was running. That is where you can see a setup just, like, blossom into something beautiful and something just like that. This was more like, hey, this guy, when he's going straight back with his head up, he he luke-rocked hold his ass, basically. His hands weren't, like you said, his hands weren't where they were supposed to be. And when you're back against the fence, you can't go straight back. You have to angle off. And he just basically took advantage of that, like that. But it wasn't like no... Hotting on his ass for like I don't know. It, it wasn't like a plotted on knockout. It was like a oh, I'm a blitz and I know his hands aren't gonna be where they were. Yada yada yada.
0: Yeah, I didn't I didn't mean it like, oh, like he game plan was just like, all right, yeah. Yeah, here's what we're gonna do. I I, I started this in the camp. No, it wasn't anything like that. I'm just saying, like, I feel I feel like he collected the information he needed and then off the bench was just like, you know what? Let me press up. Let me be aggressive. Let me, of course, that's what I was trying to say. Not the whole, whatever, whatever you read on the internet, that is not what I am trying to say. I promise that, but yeah, no, that's what I'm just saying. So I think it was for him to, to point the aggression towards Volkanovsky. I think that was a smart move is what I'm saying. And, you know, hand placement wasn't where it needed to be. And obviously he should have been able to like angle off and not, you know, be straight up on the cage, but it is what it is. He got caught and he got knocked out and it was it was another heartbreaking loss uh for Volkanovsky, man. Two knockouts and uh yeah, man, bum me out. But, you know, congrats to Iliya Soriya. Um well deserved. Um after this, man, Volks just got to take a break. I don't want him to I just need him to relax, man. Two two knockouts is that's tough, man. And, you know, we talked about this last time on the uh you know, predictions pod that it might have been it might have been and Rich called it, it is too soon. It was too soon. And uh this fight was a testament to that. And hopefully Volkanovsky takes some well deserved rest and time. Um uh, so he can, you know, heal up a hundred percent and he can come back uh come back soon this year and do his thing, man. So hats off to Ilya Taporia for winning that fight. Um, hats off to Volkanovski for going out there and doing his thing, knowing that uh, Ilya was a dangerous fight. And, yeah, that's my closing statement. What about you, gentlemen? Y'all got any closing statements on the fight?
1: Definitely. Absolutely. Um, I do want to mention I don't think it's healthy that Volkanovski is talking about. He wants his immediate rematch and wants to do it in Spain and all this other stuff. He wants it right away. I'm like, dude, you just got knocked out you need time to heal you need to recover and you know Ilya says that he wants the division to do something else and i mean i don't blame him for it you know i think that would actually be better you know give volk the time to heal and be able to come back with somebody else maybe not even a title shot right away you know i don't agree with the whole you know oh yeah he's an old man no i mean he's I mean, he's been a great champion. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, I think it's stupid for Ilya Teporia to call out McGregor. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't do that? But I mean, I don't know, man. I I just expected more from him, you know, than to call out McGregor. I mean, call somebody else out in your division. You got Max Holloway. You have fucking Yair Rodriguez. You know, there's there's other people that can fight you you know, and we'll still sell. Um, yeah, I just, I don't think it would be wise for Alexander Volkanovsky to, uh, immediately try to get that rematch because if they do give it to him, man, I, I don't, I don't think it would be good for him. I think he would lose again because he doesn't have the time to heal. You know, his chin hasn't rested. his, His brain hasn't recovered. And uh, uh, fuck, I just had a
0: brain fart. <laughs> no worries, man. No, I just uh, seems like you need some rest, my boy. Oh. No, I uh, I'm good. I, I, I I, I, I oof, I agree with you. What about you, Vic? What you got, man? Oh, uh, I think I said my piece, man, already. Yeah, I mm. think I'm good. Okay, well, to uh, that is the main card, ladies and gentlemen. With that said, man. On to the next topic. UFC 300 main event announcement. Dana White said he was going to deliver us an announcement in the post-fight press conference. Uh, And we got that. The main event for UFC 300 is now set in stone. It will be for the light heavyweight championship of the world. It will be Hoatan Alex Pereira versus Jamal Hill. What do we think about that, gentlemen? What do we think?
1: Vic, you want to go first?
2: Um, I don't want to see this fight. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Nah, I'm playing. No, I, but no, actually, I'm dead ass serious. Is that it's like after this whole? T- okay, let me go back. Go ahead, boss. Go ahead. When Dana White first came out with we like, "Hey, this is gonna be an amazing fight," uh, you're gonna be like, "Holy fucking shit!" Yeah, you know, I believed him. Ah uh, Dana White is always delivering on some of the shit that he says, but I think as things began to get closer, it began to be nut cutting time. um certain fight fights that he wanted to happen just weren't lining up, I feel like. and it was like, well, Jamal's back. he relinquished the title. he was the champion who never officially lost his title. Uh, might as well do this. He even mentioned in the press conference that Leon Edwards was offered three guys. He said yes to all of them, and they said no. John Jones reportedly got an offer to fight, and denied it. So isn't I don't think this fight was what he originally had planned. Obviously, it's not. But this is what he had, and this is the most necessary fight, I guess, for to move a the to move a division along. So I'm here for it. Um, I'm pretty sure there are other fights that would have been better. Or more applicable to a monumental pay per view like UFC 300, but uh, it's going to be entertaining, and these guys are going to go out there and do what they do
1: best. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for it. Where the fuck is McGregor Chandler? Like seriously, bro. Like you have been cock teasing this fight to us for like what two years already? God damn it, Dana. Like yes, it's it's a good fight. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, Jesus, bro! Like all the drama, all this leading up, and this is what you give us? I mean, I, I guess I'll take it. But you know, you try to make this um every one hundred pay per view or whatever is like this monumental thing, you know. But I guess you know, I'm still gonna watch that whole. Don't get me wrong. But um, I hear like there's there's like they're already putting this little storyline together, like, oh, Poatan is gonna get this one back for Glover after you know what uh, Jamal did to him and shit. I mean, I guess it's gonna be a good card. I'm gonna watch it anyway. I still think uh 299 is gonna be way more exciting than 300. But uh, yeah, I mean, I did want to go off of some stuff that Vic had mentioned too. Um, how he said they had offered three fights to Leon Edwards. And he said yes to all of them. Who do y'all think he got offered? My prediction? Yeah. Both y'all. Yeah.
0: I think he got offered the Bilal fight.
1: Yeah, I think so, too.
0: And then Dana was like, Dana Hunter were like, how do we really? That shit ain't selling. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Bilal. I think think he got offered a Hamzat fight. I think so, too. But Ramadan. And visa issues or some shit, right? Yeah. And then the third fight, uh, another Ramadan issue. I think he got offered the Islam fight. Really? Yeah, because Islam's been calling for 170. He said it when he won the belt. Hmm. He's like, I want to challenge at 170. He wants to be double champ. You know, he wants to get Dagestan in the conversation. So, I mean, I, I realistically think those are the three fights that were offered. And Leon being game as fuck. was just like, yes, yes, hell yes, you know? So I just, again, two of those fights, um, those fighters are, they're Muslim, and Ramadan, they don't like fighting in Ramadan. They don't, which is understandable. Takes a toll on the body. And Bilal, Bilal will fight in Ramadan. I think he's done it before, but I just think Dana and Hunter were like, whoa, 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 now, hold on, hold on, now, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What is what does Bilal's numbers look like hold on hold, hold, hold on now Let's the scri folkss oh no I poked i poke part two yeah no one no one wants to no one wants that so I just think especially if it's on a fight card like UFC 300 which now in the UFC has more casual eyes and casual audiences than ever before you know I feel like and I hate to say this but it's kind of fucking true Dana blew his wad on 299. if if 299. If any of those, if a a majority of those fights were pushed to three hundred, bro, it would feel like a superstar card, man. It really would, cause I'm with y'all, bro. I'm I'm, I am excited for Jamal Hill and Alex Pereira, but like you, Dana, hyped this fight up, man. He was like, oh yeah, like, yeah, man. You guys aren't ready. You guys aren't ready. I I don't know if you were ready, respectfully. I mean, (laughs) and, and like I just, I regardless of. Uncle Dana's a G. I just, like, don't hype it up if it's something that we anticipate happening already, you know? I hate to say it, I really do. But you know what? To his credit, I think Pereira is or has become some, some sort of a superstar. And that's what I feel like Dana is banking on. And that's why he was just like, well, yeah, you know what? This fight was going to happen anyways. Let's just drop it on 300. And, you know, to our credit, we're going to get a banger-ass fight. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've never seen any of these gentlemen fight, I would take the time to go watch their highlights. Alex Pereira came in, uh, came double champion in seven fights, essentially. Um, Jamal Hill, game as fuck, will take the fight to you. Crazy striker. He's got one loss. How did he lose that fight, ladies and gentlemen? Via arm bar. Why? Because he didn't tap. He got his arm broken. Because I quote, tapping is for pussies. So these these gentlemen are definitely going to bring Especially Jamal saying, oh, y'all think I need to wrestle against Alex? I need to grapple against Alex? He said, y'all going to be looking stupid as hell when I take the fight to him and I strike and I knock his ass out. Now, hmm. I don't think that's the best game plan for Jamal Hill. I feel like he needs to have a yeah. martial arts mind fighting Pereira. Because obviously his weakness is on the ground, and I think Jamal Hill's ground game is 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 a lot better than Pereiras. But you yeah. know, who knows what could happen? You know, we could be a we could have a successful defense, finally, with a continuous champion at light at light heavyweight, or you know we can hot potato the title again. We'll see what happens. That's how I feel about that. Who do you th- who do you think the three fights that were offered were Vic for Leon Edwards?
2: I have no idea. Probably the same people that you uh, that you said, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. I, no fight really with Leon to me is interesting. Word, damn,
1: yeah. Um, I don't know, man. He's just—he's not that exciting. I will say that, yeah. But uh, I mean, no, yeah, no, I don't know. no, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So one thing I did want to touch on with you, Vic. Uh, <clears throat> I saw what they mentioned about John Jones too, who I fucking hate with a passion. That's oh my beside, God. That's that's beside the point. Anyways, uh, did they say who he got offered or what was going on with that? I'm pretty sure
2: it was Tom Aspinall. He didn't say who he got offered, but the only logical explanation would be Tom. That is some bitch
1: ass shit. What did he two, say it was?
2: It's two people. It's either probably Stipe
0: nah, it wasn't or Stipe. Tom Aspinall. Those are the I'm talking about those are the only two options I could see happen. Man, hey, the only other crazy one would be Pereira. Because Alex Pereira's talking about going up the heavyweight doing something too.
1: And why 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 did he deny this fight? Is he still recovering?
0: What's, what's probably. Probably.
1: Man, he doesn't he really want to fight. That's the thing. He doesn't really want to fight, man. Honestly, bro, he just wants to fucking chill. And he said himself, he ain't trying to get into none of these big fights anymore. He's just trying to grapple. That's what that's what he did with Surreal Gone. That shit was so lame, bro. I'm over here thinking it's like, okay, I'm interested in this John Jones fight. I don't like John Jones. Crazy. He just went and fucking just got a takedown. I was like, I right, was, that was a waste of my fucking eighty five dollars. Um, I would Ooh. like, please, immediately.
0: So you so you mean to tell me that John Jones? The GOAT John Jones came into a God. division he's never been in before uh, and immediately took down arguably one of the best strikers at the time. Who
1: can't grapple? The motherfucker got out grappled by Francis Ngannou, bro.
0: It's not. With two blows it's, knees. Like, it's it's fuck not. Fuck? It's not called.
1: not impressive.
0: It's not called striking martial arts. It's called mixed martial arts.
1: That shit was not impressive.
0: It's crazy. Came in, dominated, took a heavyweight belt.
1: I told you this before. I don't think Sir Rogan is all that. Anyway, more
0: title sorry. fights in his whole career. than I'm sorry. Regular fight that don't mean shit when you're fucking on juice. Jones. Everybody was juice. I don't want to hear that shit. Uh, Everybody was juice. John got caught. That's the difference. Bro, I
1: got God, God. That's the difference, bro. <laughs> that's the difference bro.
0: bro. Even Chael said this shit. Chael, Chael, even said in an interview, he's just like, he said, "Were you natural fighting John Jones?" You know what this nigga said? Oh heavens, no. The boy said, "Oh heavens, no." Heavens. Come on, bro Nobody was. Chael you' super open about it. Nobody was. Nobody. There were a few fighters I think and there are the, a few that's fighters that were Like D- D- Nunc- Jones, in... juice. Jones still, but he did cheat. Denies this. He still denies this shit. Diesel so, did cheat. You talking about Talgate?
1: Talgate, okay, yeah. That and he poke, eye poked. No, nah, come on now. You can't talk about eye pokes with John Jones in the conversation. Yeah. That is the go- well, They all, they
2: all fucking cheat. They had to it's
1: change the
0: like rules. because Greatest
1: eye poker <laughs> of all time.
0: You a hater, Rich. That's <laughs> what it is, bro. You fucking a bro. hater, bro.
1: Bro, he needs to stop trying to shoot at homeless people and heckling people at their comedy shows and- beating up his wife at the hotel room he's, oh my he's god and fucking doing steroids oh. and, and testing positive in multiple fights like Jeez. he needs to stop assault verbally assaulting anthony smith after having a break and talking about it was like oh if, the, if that was me you would have never came out of there alive or whatever the fuck he said like stop it bro stop it this no
0: I, i'm here to talk about what happens inside the octagon
1: Nah,
0: nah, nah. And inside Fuck the it. octagon, John Jones is one of the greatest mixed martial artists to ever do it.
1: On roids. Uh, <sniffs> d- n- Stop. Stop. Man, Jesus, I have no <laughs> respect for him. I'm sorry, bro. Fuck that guy. He's a th- he ain't th- even that exciting, bro. He's had a couple of exciting fights. I think
0: he's Double. a talented fighter, man. With that said, Rich man, what's your? It's your subject, man. Take oh. the floor.
1: I thought that was it, man. Oh, that was you? Oh, snap. All
0: right. Hey. Hey. It is what it is. Vic, what you got for us today, man? What's the topic of the day with Vic?
1: The topic of the day is... I feel like I'm watching Sesame Street. I know, right? The topic of the day. Mm -hmm. It's
2: it's about that time. It's about Mm -hmm. the time. We call it. We call it the night. We've had an excellent Excellent, excellent podcast. We went over UFC two ninety eight. Yes, that was the pocket. Yeah. That was the ending. Yeah, that was the. Uh, that was the. <laughs> oh damn! I'm fucking tongue tied. Um, damn! I just had like a a like uh, I don't know what just happened. Upgrade is not working right now.
1: Yeah, that happened to me earlier too. Like, there's like three moments I was like, uh, 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 and then I didn't know what the fuck. <sighs> I
2: don't know. Don't ask me any questions. <laughs> Jesus <Jeez>, Christ.
0: <laughs> this is really good audio content from Vic. Mm-hmm. You don't have,
2: if you don't have nothing, Boss is cool. We can pass that. Got... Nick Lickers.
0: No, I don't That's have it. That's crazy.
2: Shut your cock holster, man. Excuse me? It's not, see, when you. When you say something similar to somebody else after they recently just said it, it doesn't make your joke more funny. You know?
0: Monkey. Whoa, calm down there, Frieza. You see how liberals <laughs> do they resort to that here we go. Here we go. We're not here to talk politics, ladies and gentlemen. I am I am not a liberal, but I shouldn't reveal my politics I'm on sorry. a large right. podcast. This is what says Charlemagne. If anything, you're more Charlemagne than I am. Damn. What? Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna disclose mm-hmm. why on this podcast. This is a mixed martial arts podcast. Yeah,
1: I like how we were talking about politics when it came to Sahudo, though. But uh, I mean, we didn't. I mean, I uh, uh, hello, hello.
2: That's all right. It's all right. The biasness is coming out. I got ooh. Uh, ooh. No, he only talks. He only talks politics when it's negative about short people. Sure
1: Damn.
0: Yeah, I, obviously,
2: y'all should be exterminated. You in particular.
1: Oh, okay. All right. I'm
0: just kind of tired of y'all,
1: man. I'm gonna permit suicide permit
0: suicide is crazy.
1: i mean sewer slide my bad
0: all right well i guess i guess i'll jump into mine then since vic don't have nothing there he was trying to close us out early (laughs) early step into the realm of boxing for a second gentlemen i I got one question for y'all i got one question for y'all can francis and ganu shock the world once again and beat former Unified Heavyweight Champion Anthony Joshua in their fight coming up March 8th, March 9th. I don't know, well, one of those
1: two days. Anthony Joshua? Yes, sir. Yes, absolutely. Without guy's yeah. like oh, that, guy you mean glass chin Joshua? Oh, <laughs> trash. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. He's very skilled. He is talented. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Least, uh, uh, I think Ngobla's got too much of a good chin. Yeah, I think Joshua gasses out too much, and I think his chin ain't all there. So,
2: yeah, Joshua, I mean, he's, he's talented, right? talented right? or for disaster. You say he's what, Vic? I say he's talented at losing. James. Like, dude, you got he got beat by it. Andrew, yeah, Andrew Ruiz. Ruiz, Andrew Ruiz, yep, and then Usyk and right. then he lost twice. Like, Ush- you're why are you losing to these guys you're expected to beat? Well. That whole thing, bo- that's the whole point of boxing. Is good though. You, you, you fight people that you know you can beat until you get to a mega fight, and then you know it's all up in the air, right?
0: Am I wrong? Now, now I think boxing is like that. Like oh. people call it padding records, so it's just a bolster up because again, it's the Mayweather effect, right? It's just like, oh, if you have an O, you're the best. So it's like motherfuckers are scared to use the lose the O, you know? Whereas in back in um like the 50 sixties, 70s 80s and 90s era of boxing um the if you if you had an O, okay if you didn't have an O, okay everybody fought everybody so i think anthony joshua is very skilled very technical i think it was smart when he switched up his camp to, uh to go fight in the uh Derek james camp who trains earl spence and stuff i think it was a wise decision by anthony joshua however uh He has to just keep his distance from Francis Ngannou because if not, Francis Ngannou is going to fuck him up. Oh my god! Like, I I, that's what I think. I think it's a strong possibility that Francis Ngannou could shock the world again and get a definitive win or definitive KO against Anthony Joshua. Now, if Anthony Joshua is becomes a technical wizard, I know he can be. As long as he outboxes, does the thing that Francis, that Tyson Fury, uh. that i thought tyson fury was going to do which is legitimately pick francis apart and gunner apart pardon out him, then i think yeah fine but we'll we'll see on that man i was just uh i don't know man i don't know a lot of people i've seen some betting odds for francis now people are like people are putting mad money on francis right now to just knock anthony joshua mm-hmm. the fuck out. but to 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 the testament of anthony joshua And when he fought Andy Ruiz, Andy Ruiz legitimately was like a, in my opinion, like top five heavyweight, has the fastest hands in the heavyweight division. And Anthony Joshua, I just think really just didn't like, he took him lightly. Yeah, Andy Ruiz. And Andy Ruiz beat his ass. That's what happened. He took him too fucking lightly. Mm -hmm. And Andy Ruiz, man, if you've never seen any of his highlights, Vic, I highly recommend you go watch him. The motherfucker was throwing like 11 punch combos and shit. It's yep. insane. It's insane. Hey, you wouldn't ca- you wouldn't see what was going on until like the fourth, fifth punch. So Andy Ruiz was relentless, man, and he's 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 a like again one of the fastest hands in the heavyweight division. So Andy Ruiz, you know, when he beat Joshua, I was man, I was I was shocked. But then I it came to the realization that Anthony Joshua just took him lightly, and then you know he fought Alexander uh, Usyk which is legitimate, legitimate top five heavyweight. Yep. And he is, all like, he's a tactical master himself. Um, So when Anthony Joshua lost to him the first time, I was like, yeah, you know, did not not expect that. And then the second fight comes up, man, and I'm thinking maybe Anthony Joshua prepared better. He's got a different camp. He's got a new trainer. Nah, man. It was a little closer in their second fight only because uh, Usyk took time off because he had to go fight in Ukraine. So he had a little bit of rust to him. So Anthony Joshua did edge out more rounds comfortably. But overall, Usyk took it, man. So, I mean, he's losing to, in my opinion, legitimate top five heavyweights. And the heavyweight division is not what it used to be. But those guys, are they're definitely top five heavyweights. And, yeah, I mean, it's not like he lost to nobodies. But the Francis Nganu essentially is an outsider. And even though he's still training with, like, uh, Mike Tyson, which I thought was cool. You know, he is not as skilled as a boxer as Anthony Joshua is. He hasn't been doing it as long as Anthony Joshua has. So if 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 the fight looks anything like how the Tyson Fury fight looked, it's going to be a problem for Anthony Joshua. That's how I feel about that, man.
1: Hmm. So, yeah, man. Wait. What's up? One more thing I wanted to mention on this podcast before you call it a night. Call at me. I did want to mention, uh, you guys saw that Vanderlei Silva got inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame, right?
0: Yes, sir, and the axe murderer.
1: I think that is well-deserved congratulations to the axe murderer. I mean, crazy fights and pride, amazing career, great memes, want to know, right? <laughs> I can't let you get close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's awesome, man. I'm, I'm happy for him. You know, I actually have a glove signed by Vanderlei Silva. That's Word, crazy. Bro. Yeah, it's fucking cool. I gotta frame it though, but I mean, I got it laying around, which I probably shouldn't. But. Yeah, man. I just uh, that is one thing I felt like I should have mentioned during my segment, but uh, yeah, I kind of just jumped into it. I was just vibing off of you. I saw, I saw my cue. I was like, you know what? Let's get in there and just jump in,
0: man. I will say, gentlemen, this was a great pod. I think we had a great breakdown, and again, congratulations to Vanderlay Silver, the axe murderer. Being inducted to the UFC Hall of Fame, man. Like you said, Rich, crazy fights in pride. Um, you know, memes galore. But overall he was he was a really aggressive, really good talent, man, and uh well deserved induction to the UFC Hall of Fame, man. So congratulations to him. Ladies and gentlemen, it's finally time. This time for real. Not Vic's fake out, but this time legitimately. <laughs> it's been a great, great pod. Um, I think the UFC 298 was good uh, but prepare for greatness because UFC 299 is gonna be special guys
2: and, oh, uh, God.
0: I can't wait for all three of us to break down those fights for you guys man and uh, yeah Vic close us out man
2: good morning good afternoon good night beautiful beautiful couldn't have said it better myself yes sir was it
0: was did I get it? Did I get it right? Oh, you suck. In this podcast. Yeah. Damn it! off the airwaves, Paul.
2: Get off the airways, Get off the airways.
0: Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Good night, ladies and